0: Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Adventures of Flash. This is episode number 29 tonight. Uh, There's been a lot of talk here lately about Area 51. And you know, they had the internet petition where they was all going to storm Area 51. Well, we're going to do a little background. We've dug in pretty deep and we're going to do a little background on Area 51 tonight. Uh... We're going to listen to a short clip, and then we're going to come back and talk about it. I appreciate all you guys for tuning in tonight, all my regular listeners and all my new listeners. And uh, keep those emails, cards, and letters rolling in, and we'll keep those T-shirts coming out to you guys. Uh, This has been a pretty great week. My schedule's changed around. I got a little bit more time now to devote to my podcast. And uh, we're going to keep this podcast 100. You guys grab your favorite beverages. And enjoy the podcast tonight.
1: A short flight from Las Vegas, deep in the Nevada desert, lies Area 51, the CIA's secret. A giant clandestine base that remained unacknowledged and disavowed by the U.S. government for almost 60 years. But in August of 2013, the CIA finally admits this place is real. And today, Richard Coe, a former U.S. Air Force pilot, is heading straight toward it.
2: They just picked us up back on radar. They
3: lost us for a little while because of the terrain.
1: Coe is providing a legal tour of the perimeter of Area 51, some of the most heavily restricted airspace on Earth. And he's being tracked by the Air Force.
3: They obviously want to keep an eye on us, because anytime civilians are operating so close to restricted airspace, they prefer to obviously know where we are and what our intentions are.
1: Located at Groom Lake, Area 51 is surrounded by restricted airspace, covering 440 square miles.
3: As we get closer and closer, I anticipate they're going to get more and more curious of what we're doing over there.
1: He's 12 miles out, and at 10,000 feet, America's heavily guarded secret base comes into view. That's huge 8th destination. You restricted airspace. Entering any controlled airspace in the U.S. post 9-11 is high risk. But out here, security is tighter than almost anywhere else in the country. The box that surrounds America's top-secret base is designated 4808 North. And the tower now issues an explicit order for the pilot to change course. Uh, skyline,
3: uh, six kilos. Turn north immediately, sir. For Thursday.
1: But it's not just the airspace around Area 51 that's heavily guarded. Aerospace historian Peter Merlin has been researching Area 51 for the last 30 years.
4: Not just anyone can get into Area 51, it's surrounded by harsh desert, but also restricted military land. There is no fence, there are just orange posts marking the border, and they're hard to see. Area 51 is obscured from the
1: road by mountains and is protected by a security cordon radiating at least 10 miles from the hidden base. Even on public land, activity here is monitored by the military.
4: Any vehicles driving down the Groom like Road are detected by magnetic sensors. Each one sends an electronic signal to the guardhouse alerting them so they know where you're coming from and how fast you're making progress down the road.
1: 13 miles past this point is one of these security
4: outposts. So this is the boundary of Area 51. We've got security guards watching us from the hilltop. Warning signs telling us not to go any further. There are orange posts that mark the boundary itself. No fences, no gates, and cameras watching us from the hilltops. We don't want to cross this line. If we do, we'll be arrested.
1: But according to one former Area 51 security guard, trespassers in the past faced a worse outcome. If they demonstrate they were going to
5: try to penetrate, you know, they... They gave me the all-clear
1: to waste them. But what's going on here in the Nevada desert? Why is the US government trying so hard to keep people out? Finally, the truth has emerged in declassified documents just published in August 2013. According to a report released by the CIA, Area 51 was created in 1955 for a single purpose. To test a top-secret aircraft project codenamed Aquatone. Aquatone is the Cold War codename for the U-2, an aircraft built to spy over the Soviet Union at a time when Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev ...publicly boasts about his country's nuclear capability.
6: They were bragging about their missiles, they were bragging about their bombers... ...they were bragging about this and that, uh, that got our government's
1: attention. In the 1950s, U.S. reconnaissance aircraft are vulnerable... ...to Soviet fighters and surface-to-air missiles. Flying spy missions behind enemy lines in conventional aircraft is too risky. So the covert Aquatone project is designed to fly outside the range of Soviet air defenses. Capable of flying at 70,000 feet, 13 miles above the earth, the U-2 has a range of 3,000 miles, more than enough to operate behind enemy lines.
6: I did not know the name of the aircraft, what it looked like, but I knew one thing about it, it's a high-flyer.
1: Tony Bavakwa joins the secret venture in 1957 as a pilot. Well, in this locker is a lifesaver
6: that we wore in the U-2, called a partial pressure suit. Partial pressure suit uh, kept you alive. If you uh, lost pressurization, these outside hoses blow up, and squeeze these even tighter, and that
1: that's what prevents the blood from boiling. In addition to life support systems, the CIA spy plane carries 700 pounds of the latest photo imaging equipment. With this technology, the US can, in theory, get its eyes inside the Soviet Union undetected. But to test the new reconnaissance jet, The CIA working with the U.S. Air Force needs a
4: remote location. Groom Lake was selected because it was in a very sparsely populated area of Nevada. It looks very much like what you see behind us. It's a flat, featureless plane of hard-packed clay. It can support the weight of any aircraft, so it's a perfect natural landing field. In 1955,
1: construction of America's secret base begins.
4: The airfield that emerged from the primordial lake bed began with a 5,000-foot-long runway. Then they needed hangars, so three hangars were built, along with a few warehouses, administration buildings, a chow hall, and rudimentary accommodations for the workers, consisting of essentially a trailer.
1: Named after a simple grid reference on an Atomic Energy Commission map, the newly created Area 51 is seen here in a 3D rendering of the earliest known high-altitude photograph that shows the layout of the CIA's top secret base. The place where Tony Bavacqua arrives to work on the U-2. When
6: I got off there at Goon Lake, I see a runway, a little tower, a couple hangars, a community center-type building. We slept in trailers, and uh, there were two or three of us in each one. No TV, no radio. It was pretty
1: sparse. Given the secrecy of the CIA project, all of the people selected to work at Area 51 are subject to intense scrutiny.
6: Security there was absolutely very tight, very tight. Being informed on what you can talk about or not talk about starts right at the very beginning. It's just that way. You don't talk
1: about anything that's classified. To ensure secrecy and to protect the real purpose of the U-2 spy plane, the CIA creates a cover story. It announces that the high-flying U-2 is going to be flown out of a place called Watertown Strip, Nevada on weather observation missions. But in the late 1950s, CIA documents confirm that U-2 operations at Area 51 are disrupted by another top-secret government program. On the edge of the Nevada testing range, the home of America's nuclear program, Area 51 lies downwind of radioactive fallout.
7: One of the things that started bothering me about working up there is that it's directly northeast of weapons tests. The prevailing winds in Las Vegas are from the southwest, and When they were doing above-ground testing, all this radioactive dust would fly into the air, and of course, there was plenty to worry about
1: due to fallout. For more than two years, as America tests nuclear warheads, just 30 miles to the southwest, the CIA's secret airstrip in Nevada remains largely unoccupied, too dangerous due to nuclear fallout. But despite the interruptions at the base, the CIA starts a new project, one that will define the future of Area 51. Today, America's stealth aircraft have a reputation for near invisibility to enemy radar. But back in the late 50s, the only way to achieve stealth is flying at extreme altitude. King of these birds is the CIA's U-2. But on May 1st, 1960, America's top secret spying mission over the Soviet Union is blown when a USSR surface-to-air missile downs a high-flying U-2, piloted by Francis Gary Powers. We now know that the CIA predicted this might happen.
4: The CIA knew that Soviet surface-to-air missile technology was going to catch up to the point where it could shoot down a high-flyer like the U-2. It was no longer enough to have an airplane that could just fly several times the height of a normal airplane.
1: A CIA stealth program, codenamed Project Rainbow, is green-lit to camouflage the U-2.
4: In an effort to make the U-2 less vulnerable to Soviet radar, the test team at Area 51... ...applied a layer of radar-absorbent material to the fuselage of the U-2 prototype. It consisted of a conductive grid pattern on a flexible sheet... ...which was attached to a layer of honeycomb... ...glued to the surface of the aircraft's skin. The grid pattern earned the material the nickname wallpaper.
1: But adding wallpaper adds weight to the aircraft... ...and reduces its ability to fly high making it more vulnerable to Soviet defenses.
4: Because the wallpaper was not a huge success, the CIA began looking into the idea of a successor to the U-2, an airplane that would be able to fly higher and faster and be less visible to radar. Unlike the U-2,
1: the CIA's next aircraft project, codenamed Oxcart, has stealthy capabilities engineered into it from day one.
7: They told us that this program was so classified that the documents weren't even marked, because if somebody accidentally had a folder that blew out of their hands and the papers went blowing down the street, that if it said secret on it, everybody would want to know what it was. But if it didn't have any markings whatsoever, the people would just sweep it up and throw it into a trash can and not worry about the fact that it was classified.
1: Details of this CIA operation were top secret for decades. But now, with the recent release of CIA documents, it's okay for men who worked on the so-called Oxcart program to reveal some of their experiences at Area 51. One of them is Thornton T.D. Barnes.
2: It took me three months to be cleared for the project. At that particular time, Oxcart was the most important thing the United States was doing. We were developing a stealth plane something no one else had been able to do. They told us we do not want you to record
1: it, do not talk about it, it doesn't exist. Secrecy is all important because Project Oxcart's new jet, called the A-12, is equipped with state-of-the-art materials to reduce its visibility to radar.
7: A-12 was the best aircraft ever built and it was so far ahead
1: of anything else that people had on the boards. Designed to fly at 90,000 feet and at speeds faster than a speeding bullet, the CIA's A-12 spy plane is built to withstand temperatures hundreds of degrees greater than the U-2. Peter Law, a thermodynamic engineer at Lockheed, worked on the high-flying aircraft at the company's legendary Skunk Works factory in Burbank, California.
7: When you're flying the speed of the U-2, everything's too cold. Now when you fly the speed of the A-12, now it's too hot.
1: The only metal light enough and strong enough to withstand the high temperatures Lockheed's A-12 is exposed to is titanium, in short supply in the United States. Ironically, Back then, the Soviet Union is the only reliable place to source the titanium they need. So, the CIA creates a series of dummy companies to buy the material directly from its Cold War enemy.
7: Russia supplied the titanium that made the A-12s. Of course, they didn't know that. That was another amazing thing for us as engineers. Wow! We're making something out of their material to go take pictures over their country. And uh, they probably wouldn't have been too eager to sell us that titanium if they knew where it was going.
1: Lockheed engineers designed the A-12 to be difficult to spot on radar. But to test it out, they need to evaluate its radar cross-section.
4: Radar cross-section is the key to stealth. An airplane presents a certain signature to the radar, depending on how reflective it is. You can have a small aircraft that's extremely reflective and looks large on radar, or a large aircraft that's not particularly reflective, that looks relatively small on radar. The key to stealth is making the radar signature as small as possible.
1: At Area 51, the radar signature of an aircraft is evaluated on a pylon, affectionately called the pole a covert facility situated at the northeast end of the Area 51 complex. On the top of this 60-foot structure, a full-scale model of the A-12 is subjected to 18 months of testing.
2: We had all these radar, every radar known demand man at the time, looking at the object we had on the pole, and we could record the returns the pattern or the signature. We'd get the reflections off of that object and we could rotate it, we could tilt it, and that's what we
1: were doing to develop stealth. Even for those cleared to work on the A-12 project, access to the radar facilities at Area 51 is strictly on a need-to-know basis. People were not
2: allowed in my building because we were doing things there that they had no need to know.
7: i didn't have the level of clearance that the people needed to be able to deal with signatures. That was the highest level of security. And they didn't ask me about the thermal part of it, even though they needed to know an answer. I didn't have a need to know that they existed. That's how compartmented things were.
2: It was a
1: culture, and we thought nothing of it. You just didn't ask. To support the CIA's top secret Oxcart project, the development of its A-12 spy plane, Area 51 needs some major changes.
4: The CIA decided to invest a great deal of money to build up the base. That included adding a brand new runway, 8,500 feet long, made of concrete, with a 6,000-foot extension onto the lake bed. In addition,
1: three new hangars are built on the north side of the base. These are designated Hangar 4, 5... And six.
4: The A 12, Project Oxcart, turned Area 51, which was essentially a temporary facility, into a permanent one. By February
1: 1962, Area 51 is now equipped to deal with a working prototype of the A 12. But first, the secret plane has to get there. The aircraft can't fly until it's been tested at Area 51. So Lockheed and the CIA have to figure out how to move it over 300 miles from the factory in Burbank, California, to Area 51 in Nevada. And they have to keep it a secret. They
8: put it in what they call a box, 105 feet long and 35 feet wide. And
1: they had the aircraft inside of it. Area 51 security guard Tom Stanks joins the convoy of California Highway Patrol and CIA operatives who accompany the aircraft, as these remarkable photographs show, widening the road, cutting down trees, and removing signposts so the enormous truck can pass. We
8: always park in an area that was remote on the sides of the roads. The times that we stopped overnight is when the questions would be asked. I know one time we had two children on the bikes, and they said, what do you got in that thing? I said, fly a saucer. (laughs) They said, yeah. I said, yeah, that's
1: right, fly a saucer. I don't believe you. I said, well, maybe it's not. (laughs) In total, 18 convoys are needed to deliver the CIA's A-12s to the test site. Tom Stanks is no longer cleared for access to Area 51. So today, this is as far as he can take us.
8: Well, here we are. We made it three days from Burbank, California to here. This is where the Nevada test site is, and not too far down the road is where the Nevada. Highway Patrol leaves us, the the Mercury Patrol catches us, and they take us to the Area 51 test site.
1: 60 years ago, 57 miles down this road, the CIA's top secret aircraft arrives at Area 51. And so begins a new chapter in the development of stealth. By early 1960, America is playing technological catch-up with its archenemy, the Soviet Union. Intelligence gathering is the new battleground of the Cold War. And over 50 years later, documents now reveal that the Central Intelligence Agency at Area 51 goes to extreme lengths to keep its A-12 airplane project, codenamed Oxcart, under wraps. In 1962, Las Vegas resident Tom Stanks works as a security guard at the test site. His job, to make sure that only those with the right credentials get access to the base.
8: They had the planes coming in in the morning and leaving in the afternoon. And just like any airport or airline, everyone had a badge. They took the badge away from you so it couldn't be tampered with.
7: And when you came back the next day, they would match the badge to your face. I remember guards being very fussy about taking it away from you before you left,
1: giving it back to you, comparing it every time. Jules Cabot is just 22 when he is recruited to work at Area 51. Like everyone employed to work on special projects at the base, he needs to be cleared for access, a process that takes months to complete because they didn't have much in the way of computers back then. They had to do it the old-fashioned
7: way with legwork. So I remember neighbors, friends, saying they were visited by the FBI or some other agency
1: to see whether or not I was a foreign agent. The need for this intense security is driven by one factor. Declassified documents released by the CIA show that in the early 1960s, Area 51 is focused on getting its A-12 stealth plane project, codenamed Oxcart, out of development and into operation. A project so sensitive that even the aircraft have codenames.
2: We didn't call the planes planes. We called them articles. That was the terminology that we used for them. Each had a different article number. The first one was Article 121. We had Article 127, 131,
1: different Article numbers. At every level, the A-12 program is protected by acronyms and misinformation, even the identity of the A-12 pilots.
2: Uh, They had pseudo-names entirely. They did not use their real names. Uh, The CIA got the names off the gravestones in Europe and assigned them
1: to the pilots. But Oxcart's need-to-know security means even the drivers, as the pilots are called, are not cleared to know
2: everything. The pilot did not even know what his mission was. All he knew is, at a certain point along this flight, he has flipped this switch, make this turn to this angle, go so long, turn here, turn
1: here, come home, and not say anything about it. These precautions are necessary. By the 1960s, the Soviet Union has leapfrogged the U.S. in the Cold War battle for military espionage. In 1957, the Soviet Union launches Sputnik 1, becoming the first nation on Earth to put a man-made object in space.
4: Until two days ago, that sound had never been heard on this Earth. Suddenly, it has become as much a part of 20th century life as the whirr of your vacuum cleaner.
1: The world's first artificial satellite is an aluminum sphere about the size of a beach ball. Inside, a battery pack and basic radio sends out a repeating pulse. But although it doesn't actually do very much, it catches the world's attention and America off guard. It was Sputnik lost?
2: We heard that little satellite going over, beep, 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 beep. We realized we've got a problem. They're ahead of us. We didn't know how far
1: ahead. In the years that follow, the Soviets launch more and more sophisticated satellites, many of them flying over the United States, and worryingly for those on the Oxcart program, photographing Area 51. We had the A-12
2: prototype on the pole for 18 months. But every time a satellite would come over, we knew that morning what time it would be coming over the horizon. Our intelligence was that good. And we would have to take it off the pole and run it into a building until the satellite passed.
1: But even these precautions have their limitations.
2: Ironically, we learned many, many years later that they had got the shape of the A-12 from the shadow because the ground was cooler underneath it. And when we moved the plane, it was gone, but they could tell that it had been sitting there because there was a difference in the heat.
1: By the late 1960s, Soviet satellites aren't the only things adding new impetus to technology development at Area 51. The Vietnam War is in full swing. And for American fighters, the Soviet-built MiG aircraft is proving to be a real handful. We knew
2: the Russians had come up with something that was great. It's whacking us. It's it's not in our pilots out of the sky. We thought it was a superplane.
1: Now, the CIA dossier published in August 2013 lifts the lid on an Area 51 project that's been hidden from the public for the last 50 years. Declassified CIA documents contain a previously censored history of why and how Area 51 grew out of the Nevada desert and reveal an evolving picture of the nature of the work carried out there. Area
2: 51 is not really the air base. It's a laboratory. It's a technological laboratory. Is where we were exploiting enemy technology and
1: analyzing the capabilities of the Soviet Union. In 1968, this laboratory becomes America's base of operations for a major new initiative to test and evaluate its enemy's jet fighters—a program that grows out of U.S. losses in the early years of the Vietnam War. For every Russian-built MiG-21 American pilots shoot down in the conflict, nine U.S.-built F-4 fighters are being destroyed. In 1968, the U.S. acquires a MiG-21 that has been flown to Israel by an Iraqi defector. The CIA secretly ships it to Area 51 for evaluation testing under the codename Have donut First time I
2: saw this baby was in 1968. One just like this, Broom Lake, Area 51. We pretty well tore it down and looked at everything. The radios, the hydraulics, uh,
1: the engines, everything about this plane, we examined it. The results of the MiG-21 evaluation at Area 51 are clear. It isn't the aircraft that's the problem.
2: We realized it wasn't necessarily the planes, it was our people
1: did not know how to fight. Simple as that. Now, Area 51 becomes the birthplace of a new top secret initiative, training American fighter pilots how to defeat Soviet MiGs in a dogfight. We realized there are 10 missions in the war zone
2: for a pilot to become experienced enough that he might survive the war, so we decided With what we learned at Area 51, let's give these pilots those ten missions
1: in Nevada before we send them to the war zone. To support this new program, Area 51 undergoes a new construction phase. For the third time in its short life, more facilities are added. Five more hangars are constructed at the south end of the test site. And to prevent any sightings of the top-secret U.S. flown MiGs out at Groom, the airspace directly above the range is closed permanently. But despite extensive measures to ensure the secrecy of the MiG training and combat operations at Area 51, its cover is almost blown in 1974, when Skylab astronauts unwittingly photograph the base from space. The Skylab incident marks a watershed moment in the life of Area 51. By the mid-1970s, the agency's U-2 and A-12 projects are winding down at the test site. Advances in satellite technology make high-flying spy planes redundant. Now, the U.S. Air Force takes control of the base.
4: That was a huge moment in the history of Area 51. We're transitioning from use by the intelligence community to the Department of Defense, ushering in one of the most significant advancements in military technology, the stealth revolution. When the
1: U.S. Air Force takes control of Area 51 in 1978, it's in the middle of the most highly classified project ever to have been through the test site.
2: The most exciting plane that I worked on at Area 51 was the Have Blue. The prototypes, they brought that thing in, it looked like something we'd never
1: seen before in our lives. The flat-faceted fuselage of the Have Blue is a revolutionary design. And it needs to be. The experimental jet is designed with one goal in mind, stealth. Unlike the A-12, which can be seen on radar, but compensates by flying in the stratosphere at supersonic speeds, the have blue a subsonic jet, is designed to be virtually invisible to radar. When it took
7: its radar tests, the people that were inside that weren't cleared were looking at the radar and said, well, your, your model must have fallen off, the, uh, off that uh, pole out there because there's nothing up there anymore.
1: Not bad for an aircraft 38 feet long and with a wingspan of 22. This success sees the U.S. Air Force green light production.
0: No, pretty interesting, you guys. I hope you guys are enjoying that. Uh, Do I think Area 51 has got little green men? And uh, do I think it's a. for alien investigations, probably not. I'd have to go more along with what we just listened to about Area 51. Uh, I know they got that Internet petition up where they claim that they're going to storm Area 51, but I'd advise them not to because, you know, the government is not going to allow that, and uh, it'd be kind of crazy for them to do. And, you know, there's all kind of little deals like that on the Internet where, uh they get petitions up for various things and it's always something kind of silly like that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, podcast tonight. Uh next week uh we're going to come back with another podcast and uh I'm going to try to add in uh my favorites uh on it were to be questions and answers. And I know from the all the emails cards and letters that that you guys enjoy that too and uh I'm going to try to do that on uh, I'm going to try to do that on the uh next episode uh, uh we're going to ha- hear a little clip right here about uh the u s military talking about people trying to storm area 51 A lot of folks are taking
3: the Internet-fueled idea of storming Area 51, where conspiracy theorists think the government has aliens on ice, as just clickbait. But it appears the U.S. Air Force is taking these threats seriously. National Security Correspondent Jennifer Griffin shows us tonight from the Pentagon.
9: It was a joke, but one the Air Force is taking seriously. A Facebook post, an avowed fake designed to get likes, announced a plan to raid the Air Force base in Nevada, known as Area 51, which has been at the center of UFO and alien conspiracy theories for decades. More than one million people have signed up for the Storm Area 51 They Can't Stop All of Us event slated for late September, in which the post declares, We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them alien. It's been enough to spook the Air Force, which doesn't use the term Area 51 to describe the 2.9-million-acre live-fire training range, the largest in the United States, located at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada. One of the many reasons Air Force officials don't want people to trespass on the base, they are worried some might be killed. Quote, any attempt to illegally access military installations or military training areas is dangerous. There has been renewed interest in UFO sightings since it was revealed earlier this year. The military has spent $22 million to research UFOs and announced new classified guidelines for how its pilots should report them. Last month, the Navy briefed several senators on Capitol Hill about UFO encounters like this one. From a Navy F 18 training mission four years ago off the east coast of the United States, an unidentified aerial phenomenon.
8: You have objects that are doing things, maneuvering in waves without any obvious sign of propulsion.
9: It's not clear the 1.1 million Facebook followers who said they are going to storm Area 51 are real and not Russian bots. Brett? Jennifer Griffin (laughs) at the Pentagon. Jennifer, thank you.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good one, guys. Uh, I don't think y'all have to worry about that. We're going to find out how Aitman's conspiracy got to be at Area 51.
3: In the early 1950s, U.S. planes were conducting low-flying recon missions over the USSR, but there were constant worries of them being spotted and shot down. So, in 1954, President Eisenhower authorized the development of a top-secret high-altitude recon aircraft, dubbed Project Aquatone. The program required a remote location that wasn't easily accessible to civilians or spies. Area 51 fit the bill perfectly. It was in the Nevada desert, near a salt flat called Groom Lake. No one knows exactly why it's called Area 51 but one theory suggests it came from its proximity to the Nevada nuclear test sites. The Nevada test site was divided into number-designated areas by the Atomic Energy Commission. The location was already familiar territory for the military, as it had served as a World War II aerial gunnery range. In the summer of 1955, sightings of unidentified flying objects were reported around Area 51. That's because the Air Force had begun its testing of the U-2 aircraft. The U-2 can fly higher than 60,000 feet. At the time, normal airliners were flying in the 10,000 to 20,000 feet range, while military aircraft topped out at around 40,000 feet. So if a pilot spotted the tiny speck that was the U-2 high above it, they would have no idea what it was. And they would usually let air traffic control know someone was out there which is what led to the increase of UFO sightings in the area. While Air Force officials knew the UFO sightings were U-2 tests, they couldn't really (coughs) explain the aircraft sightings by saying they were natural phenomena and high altitude weather research. The testing of the U-2 ended in the late 1950s, but Area 51 has continued to serve as the testing ground for many aircraft, including the F-117A, the A-12, and the tacit blue. No one knows for sure what Area 51 is up to these days. The government never even publicly acknowledged the existence of the base until 2013 with the release of declassified CIA reports. But if you're ever at the Las Vegas airport, keep an eye out for some small, unmarked passenger planes in a fenced off area. They're how Area 51 employees get to work From their homes in Vegas.
0: Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode about Area 51 tonight. Uh, Keep those cards and letters coming in. And uh, we're going to have another episode next week. And uh, I hope you all guys can join us for that one. Uh, I'm going to... Send them sh- some shout outs next week to some folks and read some questions and give my answers. Uh, we're going to take y'all out of the episode tonight with the Area 51 song. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you guys. Get ready for the Area 51 song now. Yeah.
5: Going on 20th September 51. Pulling this together, let's take a stand So we can see the millions Okay, so here's the plan Never tell runners, go around Stay quiet, don't even make a sound Gods better stand Joe ground Drinks at the red, catch get your bottle sound Rocks hold steady, and get ready Gods are going to see the rocks rain heavy All of you gamers march in place Save our friends, take them back to space Yeah aliens, cause they can't take all of us No, we're bringing the storm right to your door, cause you can't take all of us but Hold on, let's just think about this It seems quite wrong to even want to try this I don't want to die just for a stupid meme Nothing is what it seems. The outcome really depends. If the aliens wanna be friends, wouldn't you agree with me? Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't wanna start World War III. If we're gonna try, hope we don't get seen. I don't wanna die picking up my screen. All of you gamers, march in place. Save our friends, take them back to space. Yeah. We've got a plan to follow, and fears to swallow, everyone be very quiet, I said be very quiet. Yeah. Runners go, yeah this is what it's all about, oh no. Everybody scatter! Everybody get in cock. everybody get in shot!
0: Hope you guys enjoyed it. I have to say that The Adventures of Flash does not own the copyrights to that song. No intent to steal the copyright. Thank you guys. Love you.